everybody. Welcome to Defy Convention. I'm Emily Lonegro, founder and owner of Lime Red. This podcast features our friends and clients who break boundaries, challenge the status quo, take risks, and make big change. Lime Red is a 16-year-old design agency that's a B Corp and has always been committed to social justice and impact since day one. This podcast is an incarnation of our BC, that's before coronavirus, in-person series dedicated to the same ideas of breaking boundaries and defying convention. Recently, when we talked to people about what they wanted in a podcast series, everyone said, we want to talk about mental health, boundaries, justice, and momentum. These ideas matter no matter who you are, and we need to talk about them right now. Let's get started. everybody. Hi, and welcome to Defy Convention. Today we have a duo, which we've never had before, are my friends, Elisa and Polina. Uh, just want to let you know who they are. We are longtime friends, and Elisa is the founder and CEO of Unity Web Agency. She's in North Carolina. She's passionate about lifting up those who use their talents as a force for good, and she established Unity in 2016 to help create sustainable and accessible websites for nonprofits and socially responsible businesses. Elisa was previously the founding chief technology officer of a media nonprofit and an award-winning web developer at a design agency. She has an MS in library science from UNC Chapel Hill and a BS in psychology from Appalachian State University where she graduated summa cum laude. Fancy Elisa. Elisa lives on the Rally Durham line with her husband, two sons and cat. And she was most recently recognized by the North Carolina Business Council with the 2020 Leadership in Business Sustainability Award. Amazing, I'm so glad to have you. And also, Polina Pinchevsky is co-founder and creative director of Round Peg Benefit. It's a creative agency that works with purpose-driven organizations to help amplify their message, deepen their customer relationships and build connections through brand advocacy campaigns. She blends precise strategic thinking with spontaneous hands-on design in everything she does, whether that's creating new artwork for a campaign or taking in-house creative departments to the next level of creativity, productivity, and performance. No small tasks for Polina. She's also a proud founding member for Be Local Mid-Atlantic Group. Welcome both of you. It's so great, great to see you. We haven't talked in so, so, so long or seen each other in person in forever. Um, thanks for coming. Yeah, so we're all creative agencies, building things, doing things, that's how met. And it's like, there's not a lot of us in the B Corp community. And it's really cool when we can get together and do things together. Um, but yeah, let's tell, like, so they are very quiet about, like, well, we have a new joint venture. We really want to talk about it in Defy Convention. And I was like, well, tell me more. And then no one said anything. So I was like, this is super secret. Um, <laughs> I would, okay, so let's hear it. Let's break the ice. Tell me about what you're doing be the first to admit that after 17 years in the agency world the agency world has eaten me alive and I'm and and I'm ready for something else um and I've been actively thinking about it and I think when we guys talked last in May I even considered starting a food company yes. uh, doing vegan broths 
because that's my kind of sidekick. I do a lot of vegan broths for friends, family, and ourselves. So, um, so I am glad that Russ intervened. Russ uh, <laughs> suffered from Oliver Russell, who's another owner of a B Corp agency. Uh, kind of talked me off the ledge with the with the broth business, and instead we went in a different direction and decided to look into impact measurement and what what it takes to create an impact report for public benefit corporations, B Corps, or other businesses that may be like green minded or you know have a social enterprise angle or may just be curious about social impact or might just be interested in one aspect of it like being a good a good neighbor and don't doing stuff in their community and donating either the services or goods in the community and not really knowing how to how to talk about that how to measure that how to set goals around that so um in in thinking through this we had done um a number of we did a survey to research more what it is you know, what it is that companies are doing out there. How are they measuring impact? How are they reporting it? What are their pain points? Who is doing it in the first place? You know, it was just sort of interesting to, interesting data that we got out of that, that helped us understand the marketplace and really helped us understand that for small companies, the companies like ourselves, where we are, you know, some people are less, we're not, we don't, we don't have presence all over the world or even all over the country, kind of locally based. Um, we're, we're all doing a lot, but we, we really run into the problem of how do we track it? How do we measure it? Anytime, you know, just the three of us, we all, and I'm sure you too, Emily, at Lime Red, you know, you're a B Corp, so you have the B Corp assessment, but anytime you have to do it, mm -hmm. it's a major problem of like, Where's the spreadsheet that tracks my... I have to do that now. I not like, we were just talking about it. I, I just submitted it and now I have to do all the documentation. I'm like, oh, kill me. It's exactly. So like, none it's of us so had, had any of us had any kind of centralized place. It's not like I have time. Kind of documents or kept track or, oh, shoot, I've got to buy, you know, maybe a Rex or carbon offsets for my environmental section. What, who do I go for that again? Like, who's the company? And how much did I buy last time? You know, and what no. do I need this year? Like, no one knows. Uh, yeah, we volunteered a bunch of times this time, but did anybody keep track? Did anybody log any hours? Like, what is it really worth? So we ourselves, and we are like aware, and we ourselves <laughs> had this massive problem that we couldn't put our finger on it. And we certainly couldn't do any kind of measurement from, you know, year to year. and and we, and we all know if you don't measure, you, it's very hard to set goals to do better. Right. So that's kind of how it started. It started with this idea of like, if we can just create a tool where we can even keep all this information and have a dashboard and be able to see this information and keep track of it throughout the year and have some um, resources available so it's a lot easier to do this, it would be already like a tremendous value but then if you can even take this information and then create in a, helps you create an impact report as the end product that's like that's like miraculous you know yeah, okay. <laughs> so. so this so th when i was looking so by the way guys this is called the company's called unit co it's unitco.io right i Correct. think yeah uh -huh. and so this is like a an impact measurement dashboard and you don't it can be for a benefit corporation. It can be for a certified B. It can be for somebody who's just like, 
I kind of want to just see what I'm doing. It's not, you don't have to have any existing certification. You can just be like one of the companies who says I'm doing the right things and I'm doing things for a deeper purpose. And this is just a way to like organize all that stuff to like prove that you are doing it or like make your own internal progress. So it's for everybody, right? There's it's no- for everybody. It's, for, it's okay. for everybody. In fact, we are not, um, we don't think, we don't know, but we don't think that B Corps are gonna be a big chunk of the companies that are interested in this because they are using B Corp assessment and that sort of like is their measurement tool and tracking tool in a way. But there's so many public benefit corporations that are not B Corps. Right. And many, in many states they're required to have an impact report. And you know, so they're kind of, they're really the people we are talking to because they have a, a mandatory requirement to file an impact report with their state and they have no tools to use, you know, it's yeah. a small business. If you're a large corporation, they have very good tools out there. But if you're a small business, not so much. Oh yeah, and the tools yeah. are ridiculously expensive too, right? Yeah. And as, a, as three B Corps working together on this tool, we're really coming at it from, like at least I am um, in terms of designing and building the product. It's very much about, what are my experiences of being a B Corp and having used the B Impact Assessment? Um, and I think that B Lab has done a really good job, especially, I mean, like you said, Polina, a lot of B Corps, like we have at least a grasp on what are the, what are the measurements that we can be um, tracking? Like what, mm -hmm. what can we um, do in terms of our community impact? Like that's very well outlined in the B Impact Assessment. And so, I actually just went through and recertified and actually I haven't completed the process yet, but I submitted my B impact assessment. I'm waiting for um, an analyst to be assigned to us and I'm working on documentation and all of that. But I think that that process has really informed how unit co is getting built um, Great. as well, just in terms of what's important to measure, um, what goals, are helpful to set and what do you want to report out at the end? Yeah. And ultimately, you know, for some of the small businesses or some of these kind of impact curious businesses, once they go, if they become unit clients or customers and use the dashboard and do this, it, if they ever want to become a B Corp, like they have the foundation built. So it's, it's the, you know, the, it opens the door because for a lot of small businesses, once they look at the assessment, it's just overwhelming. Like, it's so ridiculous. It's that's yeah, that's the thing. Like, not only is it it's so it takes forever, but there's a lot of things that you kind of have you have to create while you're doing it in order to say, oh yeah, well we do that, but we don't have it written down. So now I have to go create. That's why we created our working group where you just share those docs. But it still takes a ton of time, and I have to go do my documentation. I just I just don't want to. Yeah, it's and you don't know what you need until you're halfway through the thing. That's like right. you, you, there's no like overview. And with Unitco, what we're doing with this dashboard is giving you that overview of like, here are all of the impacts that by default we're going to track. And like, you can turn off certain things, you know, if you don't fly around for your business, then you can turn off the air travel. I won't cool. show up, but um, 
for the for the MVP, we're really focusing on those things. I know that future, we really want to make sure that we're able to allow people to customize their dashboard a lot more and add custom impacts that they could measure um, that are maybe more unique to their business. Um, but cool that maybe that'll give B Lab some ideas on what they could. Maybe, but like I said, I think no. we're really after like, I would love to see all those like companies that, uh, you know, have green certifications with states because there's a million yeah. of those and like all those B curious companies who are not quite the B Corps and like as one step removed as maybe like an interim step to becoming a B Corp, you know, yeah, we all want to see the B Corp community explode. But I think there's so many companies that it's just they just can't, they just can't take the leap, you know, but yeah, they're all having social impact on some level and, you know, they could use this tool. And also, you know, one of the things that I don't know how, you know, we're, we're just three people basically doing two jobs right now. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, but uh, we, we dream big, why not? Um, and, you know, one of the things that we also heard on a survey is that there are all these companies out there that are not B Corps, let's say public benefit corporations or just social enterprises. They don't have the B Corp, you know, they don't have the B Corp world. They don't have that sort of ecosystem that we are all part of. So they're really lonely. They really don't have a way to connect like if you go as you all as you guys know if you go to a chamber event like oh, you're yeah. not going to meet your people right they are going to look at you like you're like an outlier doing something weird so <laughs> it's like they're all so hungry for like getting to know other small businesses who are doing something similar like i think there's a real hunger for community so one of the things we're hoping to offer is also, also like a bit of learning from each other and community that we all have the privilege of by being B Corps, you know, through Beehive and conferences and whatnot. But a lot of other companies out there just um, miss out on all that good stuff. Yeah. So, okay. So where did this idea start? Can you tell me about the beginning of it? Where you're like, uh, the B Corp assessment is ridiculous. Yeah, because um, <laughs> it is. It's great, but it's ridiculous. That's why so I'm like, I think I Russ and I were having. So Russ and I met at um, B Corp conference in 2018 in New Orleans, and just just hit it off and been kind of like having. It started out as quarterly calls, and I would think of him almost as my mentor because he's just been, you know, he's just had so much more experience in the agency world, and so we had these quarterly calls where it was just. They, they had no purpose. It was just sort of a connection. <laughs> and um, and then when the pandemic, pandemic hit, they turned into monthly calls because I think both of our agencies were struggling and we had a lot to figure out and it was it was helpful to speak more often. And then it sort of ten, started to like, what else can we do? Or what could be our project? Or what, how can we collaborate? And how can we kind of combine forces? And I can't even tell you, Emily, how many ideas we went through. Many, oh gosh, many, many. So ideas. that's one of the things we're all good at as creative is like uh, a thousand ideas. Sure. And Russ so is, how did this like one how, I, as Elisa can tell, Russ is like really good at, I think, shutting down bad ideas without <laughs> sounding like an ass. Um, <laughs> he's just such a well-mannered, mild-mannered person that's so diplomatic. He never made me feel stupid. He also, I would, we would just brainstorm these crazy ideas and 
somewhere along the way, we hit on this one that stuck and we said, well, we don't know, let's do a survey. And then once we kind of went down the path of surveying and seeing the responses we got and really researching what are the tools out there, how, you know, I mean, we didn't know, maybe something exists, maybe we're just missing out on something. So once we couldn't find a single tool that did what we wanted, we knew we were onto something. Yeah, I mean, I know about the corporate impact reporting. That is a huge industry. It's really expensive. It seems like a lot of the money and CSR goes to that reporting, right. honestly, um, when it could maybe. Right, and all the big a little players, better. <laughs> all the big players are focusing on the, um, you know, the corporate world, because that's where the money is. Sure. So, and at the same time, and at least I was just thinking that I need to give to this book because I gifted it to Russ as well. Um, I read a book called The Innovation Stack. Highly recommend it. One of the best business books of the year that I read in 2020. Like, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, I actually listened to it as an audio. I, I do, I listen to a lot of audible books online. So this was my, like, road trip in the summer. Um, the innovation stack, you said? The innovation stack. Okay. It's the, okay. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna forget his name. It's the guy, it's the, the company, it's the two founders. So Jack Dorsey, the mm -hmm. oh, uh, sure. founder of Twitter and another guy who's got a very Irish name that I can It's Jim McKelvey. Jim McKelvey, okay. which is amazing. He reads the book. So it's very, it feels like a personal story he is telling you. They started a company called Square. So, you know, Square, the little white. Yeah. yeah so, and it's, it's, he kind of talks about all the innovation that they had, they had done at Square and how they got there. And it tapped into exactly what Russ and I were talking about. So they marketed the most unrepresented segment. They, they went after merchants that were doing $25 transactions or $10, like transactions that were $25 and less that credit card companies like, you know, MX Visa didn't want to touch. They would not give these small merchants a credit card system because the transactions were too small. And these guys basically like went after those type of merchants because they were one of them. Jim makes uh, pottery and he couldn't sell any of his pottery because they were like $10 a pot and he, he couldn't take credit cards from any anywhere. And he was like, it was driving him mad that him and his other makers couldn't take credit cards at fairs because, you know, because they credit card companies decided they were not worth their time. Huh. So it was just a fascinating story. And I felt like, I really felt like it spoke to me. I read that book at the right point in my life, you know, in the right time where my brain was primed to hear it. And I was like, Russ, this is us. We like that small businesses that have this need trying to make a change in the world. And and it's so hard because there's no tools for us that we can afford. Yeah, you're right. And then Elisa, how, where did you come in on this? Well, like, um, well we need Elisa. <laughs> really great. So Paulina reached out to me. I don't even remember when it was, maybe in October. Yeah, it was so well into the fall. pandemic. You're yeah. like, I need one more thing to do. Yeah. And we had worked together just on very small projects like Paulina um, has a lot of, um, well, I, our, our clients are similar in terms of, all of us are, you know, all of us serve similar clients in terms of um, them having a mission that they like beyond profit. So um, 
we had that ex those like small experiences of working together and she said she really enjoyed working with us and um i just got this very mysterious invite for a conversation where she was like i have this idea and i want to run it past you and um but on that call she offered you know said we need a technology partner and we want to invite you to be a partner in this and, and russ didn't know lisa so russ and elisa did a meet and greet to see if like they would you know get along to play nice um <laughs> and uh yeah, I mean, we had a list of a couple of people and Alisa was the number one person. So I was really happy when she said <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, done. We don't have to go down the list and then ask other people to see if they would be, you know, interested in doing this and stuff. So it was, it was great. Um, it was just a, again, and you should see when, when I talked to Alisa, you know, just jumping ahead, she's got two young boys that she's, home, well, not homeschooling, but Zoom schooling. Mm -hmm. And uh, she runs a business that's growing. So when I ask her, like, hey, do you want to start a second company and build this crazy, complicated <laughs> tool? Right. I thought she was going to think I'm like, you know, that she's going to polite politely tell me, like, go take a hike. But she didn't. And she said yes. And I'm like, why did you say yes? You know, how can you do all of these things? So, so. You know, it was so, it was, it would have been so hard to say no. Like that, that's where I sat on it for a while. Like, I think I took a few weeks or a week or I don't know, a right. while to think about it. And it, I couldn't, I, at the end, I couldn't say no, because I have that same, I have the need for this, for this as well. And I just really like building systems and I thought, well, you know, I could see this being something that I could do. And um, yes, Unity is growing, um, but it fits so well already with our with our business, and um, it just seemed like it was a natural fit. How and same with you, Polina. Like I know that you have older kids and you have other extenuating circumstances. Like I'm also 17 years in, and I'm always thinking, like, what am I going to do next? Is there a next? What do I enjoy? Maybe I'll be a gardener. Like, I don't know if I even want to be in this industry anymore or do any of this stuff. Like, I don't know. But to say yes to something that is obviously going to take up a ton of time and a new idea, like it's so hard to launch a new thing, like to people who are, I don't know, maybe, you know, an untested, I mean, I know you did a survey, but that's tough to say yes to something that's so big, even if you think, yeah, that's going to be a game changer. I mean, I had like zero bandwidth for anything at that point. I don't know. I couldn't take anything on at all, but how, so we talked before we started recording a little bit about like, how do you take care of yourself when you're at the beginning of a movement or when you're doing a thing that no one's done before? There's a lot of people who tell you, even if it's your closest trusted friends, like that doesn't sound like a business or why would you start that now? Or, hey, we're in a pandemic. Why would you la launch a physical product? That's what they said to me. But I mean, number one, how did you make that decision? And two, how do you keep going? Especially when the future seems very uncertain and maybe the future of our, some of our businesses kind of feels a little uncertain. So I guess this is a question for both of you, but one, how do you make a big decision like that to start something new in a seriously uncertain time? And then two, 
What do you do to take care of yourself to keep going? Alicia, do you want to go first or? Oh, I was going to nominate you to go first. (laughs) (laughs) We can go in alphabetical order. No. Yeah. For me, it was very, very, very clear. I, um, unit wouldn't be here. It wasn't, if it wasn't for the pandemic. So pandemic is how unit it, it gave birth to unit because it's something I've been thinking and looking for other things for a while, but I was so busy running my business, running the agency, um, that there was no way I had the bandwidth and the old normal to take anything on. There was just no way. Yeah. Once the pandemic hit and my, the agency life slowed down significantly and our client list pared down to, uh, you know, 50% of the, and the projects, maybe 50, like we were at a 50%, I would say, in terms of work that we were doing in the new normal under the pandemic. So suddenly had capacity and time to think. And a lot of time outdoors, I, I do a lot of hiking in my backwoods, you know? So it, it's sort of like the pandemic actually was the perfect time. I don't think I would have been where I am now if it wasn't for the pandemic. Wow. So um, I think it does help that I have older kids that didn't require me to sit with them through Zoom school. Um, you know, that did help. But I also have an older mother who, who, who is almost requires more work, um, you know, where I, she needs assistance with so much. So, but, you know, we all have all these different obligations, but honestly, I am kind of seeing this as like, this was the right time. And how do I keep going? For me, it's really simple. I, it's the most fun, fun thing I'm doing. Like I <laughs> love great. working on unit. I love my co- co-founders. I love our conversations. Like it is by far the best part of my day. So it's, it's what I look forward to. It's so great to have great partners, isn't it? It's yeah. really the thing that for me is the thing that keeps me going is my awesome business partner. Who I just, yeah, I, I think just, like, it's very yeah. <laughs> okay. So what about you, Lisa? Well, so I, I, I guess I'm, um, the opposite of risk adverse. What is that? Like risk seeking? <laughs> I have the same problem. I'm very, I love risky things. It's yeah. Just, and yeah. so it's just, exci- it's exciting. Like I love starting new things. I love jumping in without really understanding what I'm getting into. And I, <laughs> I have been, I mean, to be completely honest with you, like I question myself all the time. And um, the more we work on unit, the more I see how big of an undertaking it is. Mm-hmm. And So I think that for me, um, getting into this, like it almost was the right time as well. I mean, there probably could have been better times, but um, our business did relatively well in 2020 and during the pandemic and everything. um, We have actually been hiring like this within the last six months, we've hired two new people and Um, but my focus at unity has been on stepping out of working in the business and instead working on the business more. And I think that that transition has allowed me to have the capacity to devote my time, some of my time to unit co. Yeah. Um, but as far as keeping going and taking care of myself, I'm not 
<laughs> I'm really not. Uh, I am in therapy. I um, have clinical depression. And so I'm actually medicated for that. Um, my kids, I, I joke that uh, my day job is IT support for my kids uh, while they're in school. And um, also a teacher assistant for them as well, mm -hmm. at least for the kindergartner. Third grader, he's pretty independent at this point. But it's exhausting. It's really, really hard. Um, I, I just, I guess, self-soothing and therapy are kind of what I, what I can do now. Um, I read this amazing New York Times article about working moms. Um, and, and one of them said that the things she used to do to fill her cup aren't available anymore. And that really resonated with me. That's exactly the problem I'm having right now. Yeah, and it's really hard to replicate those when we're not doing things. Yeah, I have the same. Yeah, I just like I'm pretty good lately about drawing boundaries around when I work. Like I absolutely stop working. I absolutely don't look at work on the weekends. I just, I just can't. I have so much. I have to end early. I don't have as much hustle in, as I used to. I don't. I don't care about everything as much as I used to. I just want to get my work done and then go do other things. But yeah, I feel you. It's hard to start. I mean, when you really believe and really see the the, the future of something, it's really fun to, yeah. to start something new. But I feel you too. Like this has been, and having partners is really, I don't know if I could have made it through without my partner. And we've been through recessions and government shutdowns and no budgets and everything. To get, this is new. So but just having, not having him, I don't know if I could have made it. We had the best year we ever had last year, which is bonkers. Um, wild. It's wild. Yeah. And we'll, we continue to do that this year and next year, but. Um, well, don't take your partnership for granted because it's like, never. you know, I, I've had a partner where things weren't so rosy and when you hit hard times, um, instead of it being a source of, you know, I guess for resilience or a source of comfort, it could actually backfire. You know, there's, I don't know what the data is, but there are quite a number of divorces and thanks to COVID, right? So it's like being stuck with the wrong partner could really be devastating. So, you know, there are all kinds of partnerships. So yeah, you got to really kind of feel the gratitude for the good ones. It's yeah. so fun to see the B Corp community that will come together and do this because I was just interviewing another person for Defied Convention and we were talking about how when you have this B Corp or conscious business or socially responsible business, even if you know, you're not a, a certified B, but if you're in a room full of those kinds of business owners, there's a lot of conversations that you just don't have to even have. And you can just start out with this understanding that we're all here for a greater reason than just profit. Like, sure that is really important because otherwise we couldn't pay our mortgages or whatever but there's so it's such a good feeling to be able to just advance the conversation a few steps and have this knowing that we're here for a different purpose we're here to and this is so interesting to see what Unitco is doing it's it's funny because i think there are a lot of businesses that are doing this that are creating real community impact and just aren't talking about it or that's just the way they operate and they don't think there's anything special about it, but it's really special. I think about that a lot because I'm in the Midwest too. And like no one, 
we're not great at tooting our own horns and especially for women. So this is because I host a Be Curious Q&A, just what is B Corp? What's the community like? And then a working group. But this is an awesome tool that I can say, look, if you're not willing to jump in feet first, the B Corp pool, try this. It'll give you a sense of where you are and also some way to tell your story that could be great marketing or good internal camaraderie or like a way to improve your progress anyway, just to get a sense of where you're starting. I just think this is so, I think I would have done this since day one if I had had this back in 2004. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we're seeing it too. I think it's, I think there's tons of businesses um, that doing the right thing and just don't know how to talk about it. Also, you know, we are marketing firm, like we are marketing yeah. agencies, we are advertising agencies, like we do this for a living and we find it hard to create an impact report. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's hard for us. And we kind of always sort of take the easy way out saying, well, the couplers kids go with no shoes, right? Like we just don't have time to deal it. But the reason we don't do it because it's really hard. You have to think about it and you feel a lot of pressure to do an extra good job because you are in marketing. So, and, and I think for folks that are like lawyers and accountants and services and business and real estate and, you know, food, whatever, you know, that just, it's that much harder, you know, because they just sure. really don't know how to talk about it, write it. How do you, you know, so it's, it's, I, I think giving them something that they can kind of adapt would be very helpful. Definitely. Do you have any, um, so I'm really excited. We'll send, we're going to send, when we send this podcast out, we're going to send it with the unit dot, unitco.io information. Um, you, I just want to say the names of your businesses again, because Polina is Round Peg Benefit. She's amazing. And Elisa is Unity Web Agency, right? Is that the whole name of it? Any other ideas that you want to leave people with? Because creating social change in your business or recognizing that you do can be a kind of a big hurdle. Um, any other thoughts you want to leave with people? With me, you know, it starts with small steps. You don't have to be feel intimidated that this is something somebody else is doing. You know, that, that ageless saying, be the change you want to see in the world. It really applies. So small steps, you know, donate. You, if you donate a hundred bucks to a nonprofit in your community, you're creating social impact. If you are, you know, composting in your business, you're creating social impact. Like it's small steps is good. That's where a change starts. You don't have to worry about these lofty big ideas. Start small and build on that. That's great. Elisa, anything else? Paulina said it perfectly. She did. Well, with that, I'd really just thank you both so much. It is so good to see your faces. No one, you guys can't see their faces, but it's so great to see your faces again. And um, I hope that we can meet again and maybe in New York or somewhere in between. Um, Everybody, thanks again for joining us at Defy Convention. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 